All right, folk. Today is January 26th, 2021. As you all know, today is a year removed from the death of Kobe Bean Bryant and his daughter Gianna Bryant, along with seven others, baseball coach John Altabelli and his wife Carrie, and their basketball playing daughter Alyssa, mother and daughter Sarah and Peyton Chester, Mamba Academy basketball coach Christina Malzer, and pilot Ara Zabayan. Rest in peace to all the victims involved in this terrible plane crash. And blessings to all the friends and family who live with it every day. This was an interview me and my brother Ed uh, conducted a while back. It was actually a part of episode two, Mail Time, on the uh, podcast. And originally I wasn't going to do anything today. I was just going to fall back. But me and Ed loved Cole like as if we knew this dude. And so I figured it would be good to bring some positivity into such a gloomy day. And to hear two guys who truly love the game of basketball and more importantly love Kobe Bean Bryant. The good, the bad, the ugly, it didn't matter. We were there for it all. Um, so just take a moment if you want and hear us crack some jokes. Um, hear us talk about some good moments, talk about what it meant to us. Thank you, Kobe, for everything that you gave us, for every dribble, for every set of instructions, for every doubt we've ever had within ourselves. And we look to one of your documentaries or your speeches or your excerpts where you just kept saying, just keep going, just keep going. We appreciate you more than ever. And while things are definitely different this year with you not being here in the physical, last year showed us more than ever that you were here in the spiritual. Sleep well, brother. Forever Mamba. Hopefully you didn't leave early and you stayed in tune because you would have missed out the clue because I was going to be giving away some new year. <laughs> Let me not lie. I am not giving y'all no new Yeezys. All right. Look, I appreciate y'all listening, but we ain't doing no giveaways, dog. I'm broke. But what I would like to do now is to introduce my brother from another mother because my mom only had two kids. She made me clarify that. Plus, we don't look nothing alike. My one and only, the road dog, my boy Ed. Yo, so what's going on, man? Tell me how you feeling. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling great. No, let me let you know, first of all, it is an honor to be, uh, you know, the first guest on this show. That's uh, right. That's right. You, hopefully you get a lot more uh, guests that are way higher up than me, but uh, I appreciate you getting me on here, bro. No problem. No problem. For people who listening right now who don't necessarily know, um, me and Ed go way back, and this podcast actually um, was an idea of both of ours. Um, this was something that we both passionately cared about, um, and my man, he's always been supportive and super down for me, and he thought that, you know, the better thing would be for me to lead this and that he would just, you know, help and assist whenever I need to. And so when I called for him to be on the first episode with a feature, he accepted because he didn't have no choice. But anywho, uh, 
um, you know, today is an important day for the both of us. I'm not sure if people know this. Our closest friends already know what time it is. But for those who don't know, um, today is Mamba Day. That's right. August 24th, Mamba Day for the late and great uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's just really going by it, bro. It's just really a moment to um, to reflect because I feel like I feel like with the media coverage of everything, um, it's good to hear the flowers that were given to him. Um, but I feel like taking this time the way we are, just two fans, like we really wasn't more than fans. I think I think we saw him live a bunch of times, but we was we was just fans to so just take this moment to hear from some genuine day one been there since day one fans to just kind of reflect the impact he had on our lives just in our mentality from the way it goes man this man was trans like just transcended just took over so many aspects of it but yeah man just wanted to add that part in there definitely man and that's that's what it's really all about um at the end of the day we were fans we were two dudes who came together funny enough um we were two dudes who came together because of our fandom for uh, Kobe or in some yeah. eyes, people would say stand him. But um, so I'm, let me ask you, man, when the, on the 26th, take me back to January 26th. Um, where were you? Uh, what, what were you doing? How did you feel when you, when you heard everything go down? Man, the day it happened was, uh, shocker for me. I was actually landing on a flight and you always hear the news of like, you turn on your phone and things just start blowing up. Your email is going off. ESPN is sending you 3,000 alerts. Um, you never really like look into it, but I just remember I turned on my phone, you know, just having landed and I'm just getting text messages and text messages and text messages. And I'm like, man, what's happening? Something something happened. I'm not this important. Um, and then the first text message I read is actually from my homegirl, um, who she was like, yo, Ed, you okay? And I was like, man, what? And then after that, I read a text message from my wife, and she was like, babe, Kobe passed away. I I thought she was playing a prank on me, man. It still gives me jitters. Uh, the first time I I read that, because the first text message, I was kind of like, man, whatever, they playing with me. Right, right. My wife texted me, I just knew, because she don't care about basketball. And all she ever do to get on my nerves is just talk trash about the Lakers. And for her to just come out and ask and tell me that it was just shocking. And I just remember after that, um, my initial reaction was like, nah, no way. Like, this is somebody else. This is somebody that was like on Kobe's helicopter and, you know, they got it mixed up. Like, they got it, they they got the wrong news. Like, I'm going to just wait for the confirmation from, like, the Lakers at that point. <laughs> like, I'm not even believing the news. I'm not even believing CNN. I'm not believing TMZ. I for sure ain't believing TMZ. Right, right. Um, but, man, I just remember... Just the whole day, it felt like a Michael Bay movie. Like it was just looking up and just slow mo around me. Just I couldn't believe what was happening. I I didn't think it was didn't think it was real. It took me so long to really process what happened. And then when I heard Gigi pass too, man, I was devastated. Like just devastated. I was I've never been the type of person that's been impacted by celebrities. Um, passing. I understand, like, you know, that sometimes we get called to a higher power, whatever it may be, 
but you know people die all the time so why do we give them so much of like our time but man all my shit talking died the day Kobe passed away because it was just like what what am I doing this guy never even knows who I am never took the time to be like oh I know this guy named Ed he's pretty cool nah like didn't even couldn't even say what my name was and for some reason I just felt like my arm and my leg were taken from me I was just like what just happened um how did you find out man I ain't even gonna hold you on it I I bawled bro <laughs> like thinking about it I the last time I probably broke down like that was probably when uh nip passed more than anything um but I remember I was at home everything was going good I was um I was chilling. I was on the couch, I think, and I was playing with Onyx and um, I got like an alert on my phone and I'm thinking whenever somebody teach you, tell you or text you, yo, you good, you know, you're not supposed to be good. I saw the text message. You know how you can preview it a little bit before you click it open. You know how uh, you know how it is when you, you want to curve somebody and you don't want to respond. So you try to you see them first three words that they say like Mm-mm, they not talking about nothing gonna leave that right there <laughs> and then more friends tried to call me but I just couldn't pick up because sometimes when it's reported on TMZ sometimes that stuff just be wrong and I really don't really know what's truthful or not and then also a piece of it me you know I mean I'm thinking Kobe missed a comeback from an Achilles injury come back and win a championship with broken <laughs> fingers um, torn MCLs, all these injuries, all these uh-uh. these measuring sticks, these milestones that he surpassed, you know it's real when it's on ABC. Like you can you can go anywhere else and you can play around, but they typically don't play around when they stop a regular show um, that's going on and just go straight to the news and report it. And it and I saw the flames. Yep. And I just couldn't believe it, man. Um, I had to take a moment. I told Brooks I'd be back. Uh, I walked out the house um, and I walked to my car and I knew I shouldn't get behind the wheel. So instead of getting behind the wheel, I just sat in the back seat. Um, When it comes to basketball, I know everybody might have their own feelings about Kobe here or there, but like as a basketball player and just like the mindset you, you have to have and apply to your life, that mama mentality, I definitely ingrained it into everything I had because I didn't have anybody who taught me how to play basketball. You know, I didn't have anybody who taught me how to do a lot of things. I just had to, for lack of a better term, pick shit up and just do it. And to see them going so young, it still to this day doesn't feel real. And I sat in that back seat and I was up there for maybe an hour, bro. Just sitting for like the first 15. And then after that, the waterworks ran and I just like, I didn't say much. It wasn't like a, he can't be gone. It wasn't one of those, but it was one of those. Um, what's that? What's the movie uh, with Denzel Washington? Um, Glory. Glory. Oh my God. That one yeah, teardrop man. that falls forever. Yeah, man. But them tears never stopped. It was hard, man. And um, like, I just couldn't stop it. And it was like all the years probably that, uh, I usually pin up and try not to express when I'm like, you know, sad about something or whatever. I think that's the, I think that was the hardest part right there. Like, like we saw this new Kobe, like this wasn't, 
This wasn't Kobe Bean. This wasn't Black Mamba. This was Kobe Bryant, the father. Kobe Bryant, the the uh, the novel writer. But not to get too deep, because I know we can go for a while onto onto that issue. It is is definitely something that uh, changed us all. Um, let me let me ask you, what was your favorite Kobe moment? Here we go. And in honor of Gigi, let me get two of them things. <laughs> um, off the top of my head. Um, so you remember back, what was that? 2013, when we had the Nash and Dwight Howard. Yeah. Um, and we really thought we were going places, and boy, was we not going anywhere. We really, <laughs> for a minute there, we thought we had another Malone, Gary Payton situation where we just got some washed up. We, we talked so much shit in that offseason. <laughs> <laughs> we really thought we was going to win some, but um, I remember it was the game against the Nets. And at that point, I think we wasn't really, like, people were like, I don't think these boys making it into the playoffs. And I was like, man, we spent all this money and not going to make it to the playoffs. And boy, did Kobe prove me wrong because he just grabbed that ball, came in from the side, and he really funked it on, uh, what's his name, Chris Humphrey. Well, on straight, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, but he don't, Drug that dunk that he did on two of them just, just, oh, my God, just funked it. And that was Older Kobe, like that wasn't get up in the air, slam dunk, 360 Kobe. This was, if you got a dunk from Kobe, it's because it was a fast break and he was by himself. And somehow he reached up and skied over two of the nets and just straight funked it down the middle. And that was when I was, you know, like, man, I don't care what these critics say. We making the playoffs this year. Um, thankfully we did, but it was at the cost of the Achilles. Um, but that was a great great that was one of my greatest Kobe moments man I just remember thinking I'm never doubting this man ever again I don't care how old he get um and man was were we in for something special when when that uh when that season wrapped up I think that might have been one of my favorite seasons too the 2012-2013 season because we just went through so much up and down that no matter what Kobe was like I got this he he willed us into those playoffs what was the second thing this one being from Orlando, anytime the Magic play, I always got to hear it. Anytime the Magic goes good, I always got to hear it from all my boys. Oh, you see this? And I'm like, all right, how many times are you going to take the championship for me? So, back when Dwight, I think it was his rookie season. Um, yeah, actually, it was his rookie season because then it was an interview about this afterwards. When Dwight was in his first year, all my boys were talking so much trash because back then, having a big man was like the first key cog that you needed to get into the playoffs. Like you needed to have a dominant big man that can block, that can rebound. And Dwight was that player mm-hmm. for the Magic. He came in and he was a force. Kobe wasn't back in town from Hendo. And when he flunked it on Kobe, on, on Dwight's head, man, was I so happy because I talked shit for weeks all my boys would never hear the end of it oh yeah you see what Dwight doing I'm like the only thing I see is Kobe's nuts on Dwight's shoulder what you talking about like that was my shit I love that moment that moment held me down for three seasons I could shut up any Magic fan just by telling him like oh you mean the Dwight that got dunked on by Kobe nah dog he ain't shit and that was that to me is my my one of my all-time favorite Kobe highlights man for me I would say I would probably say the first Kobe moment, favorite Kobe moment was probably the slam dunk contest. Um, 
my boy wasn't getting no minutes that season. <laughs> hey, for, so for him to get to the all-star uh, show, uh, I remember talking with my granddad. He's the one who actually put me on Kobe. And he was like, man, that boy good, but he don't supposed to be there. <laughs> and, um, and I remember when he did the, uh, when he did the dunk, and it wasn't more so the it wasn't more so the the dunk that he did that like really uh, blew my mind. It was his like attitude afterwards. Oh, he knew like, he, he knew he was a show on campus. Yeah, yeah. Because at that time I was a shy kid. You know what I'm saying? So I thought I had all this ability, all this brains, all this smarts, all these looks and everything. But I was real shy. They used to call your boy a hunchback. Um, I was, you know, ugly man. Uh, it was. It, it, I mean, that ain't changed, dog. You still pretty ugly. Well, well, yeah. We gonna we gonna edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but nah, man, that was uh, that was probably one of my favorite moments because that was when he stood out and said, you know what, I'm here. I ain't getting the minutes that AI and um, everybody else are getting who came from my class. Right Garnett now. was, remember at that point, everybody thought Garnett was the truth. Yeah. yeah. And then to see, to see that take and to see his interactions with MJ during that all-star game, it was like, wow. Like even they knew, Oh, this, this dude right here is uh he's something special. Yeah. He, he's something special. And then I would say my second moment that's a tough one, but I would say, um, I would say my second moment would be, I don't want to go cheesy, but it's, it's cheesy, but oh, it, it would have to game. be that. No, 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 not that cheesy. It ain't that cheesy. That was, that was depressing. That was sad. It was over. I was so happy for him, but it was over after that. It was nothing else. You know, um, I was exhausted. Like I damn played, but. <laughs> It was when he dropped eighty one, man. Oh, all right, all right. I mean, the reason and the reason being was one, you took my other moment on Dwight Howard, <laughs> bro. You, I mean, you know what that, that was meant nasty for me? because we that. was in high school then, so it was a different level. Like this is before, you know, what I'm saying this is before uh, YouTube really took off. This was before um, social media was booming. That was but when you saw the ESPN get... highlights, and then you yeah. knew then. That the thunder net, net was gonna be all you was talking trash about, boy. Oh, I love that highlight. Mm, that one. Um, no, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll give you a better one. I won't go the cheesy eighty-one route. I'll be. I'll, this would have been the third one. The he can't guard me game. Oh, that was just disrespectful. He that, can't. The, the, the he can't guard me game against Shane Battier with the Rockets. I believe it was the 2008 playoffs. I, I, I think it was the Western Conference Finals. Man, he was um, they had been leading up, the, up. Oh, my God. Eating him up. Barbecue chicken. It was a mouse in the house the whole game. And I, my boy had the broom. And it was nothing that you can do. And he got into that rare zone where he was killing with the long ball. He was killing with middies. He was killing with pump fakes, underhand throwing alleys to himself against Shane Battier. Like this ain't like some some you know Joe Schmo sausage head defender. He was supposed this to be the Kobe killer. defender. Yeah. And didn't they learn from that before? And to see a guy put up, I believe he put up 42 points that game or something like that. And just buckets. Just buckets. And it wasn't bad defense. As Mark Jackson would always say, 
not bad defense, just better O. The man's hand was in his face, and Kobe was just looking through his hand. Didn't care for him. At all. And just started talking the whole game. That's the, thing. the man got a tech because he was saying he couldn't guard him. How you going to give somebody a tech when the man can't guard you? You saying he can't guard you, and then you provide the, the footage to show the ref, look, ref, he couldn't guard me. And the ref's like, yeah, I know, but I, you know, I got to give you the tech. Nobody can big stop boy. you. Oh, how, how you told Paul? He, he put on his big boy pants. Big boy pants. <laughs> oh, boy man. Pants. One of these days we need to have a podcast about how you don't appreciate Paul Gasol enough, but that ain't for today, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shot. <laughs> nah, Paul cool. He just can't uh, come to my wedding. Uh, nah, he, he cool. He cool. He cool. We're going to show Paul some appreciation. One of these days we're going to have a Paul appreciation episode. Uh, I'm gonna let Ed lead that. I'm gonna come in for you know. I'm, I, I might even say the eulogy, uh, but <laughs> when they retire his jersey next to Kobe, dog, it's happening. Yeah, they should. They should. Shout out to Powell. Um, I was late. I'll be honest. I was late on Powell. I used to be hard on Powell, and then I just really had to look back at it all, and I was like, damn, I was wrong. Huh? I mean, he was. He had his soft moments, but man, Powell was different. <laughs> Powell was different, and we don't get them two titles without Powell. That's a fact. So shout out to Powell. Shout out to that whole uh, that team. Um, shout out to Doctor Bus. Um, but let me ask you. Shout out know, to Andrew Bynum's knee. <laughs> let me let me ask you. Let me ask you now. What is what is your favorite asshole Kobe moment? Because oh. you know. <laughs> I don't even think he was about a this jerk. One. I don't even <laughs> think about this one, man. My favorite asshole Kobe moment will forever be him looking at the camera. And just saying, after we beat the fucking Celtics out of any team, after we just finished our three-peat, after we, after he had played with, a, I think it was a broken finger, and we had beat the living breaks off of the Celtics. The cameraman, just, I mean, the, the anchor asked him a question, what it meant to him, and he was just like, I got one more than Shaq. Bro, how you this petty? How you this petty that you beat a rival franchise? that you three-peat, that you get your fifth ring, that you have your baby sitting on your knees, and what it means to you is that you got one more Killer. than Shaq, and he said take that to the bank. Killer. Oh, oh, that's just, to this day, I've been Killer. like, oof, just, just mean. Just mean for no reason. Um, So the next, oh, actually, What's your asshole moment, my, bro? my favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is easy. I've been thinking about it. I was hoping you wasn't going to say it, and boy, you did not. But the, the biggest asshole moment, it's a regular Sunday outside, <laughs> off season. Kobe happens to decide to go uh, downtown LA mm -hmm. to go to uh, Nike House of Hoops. Mm -hmm. He goes to Nike House of Hoops in his car. He gets out his car. Some fans pull up with a phone. The fans pull up with the phone. The fans say, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> we heard rumors and I'm not, this ain't for verbatim people. You can find a YouTube link. It is still out there. But they say, Kobe, we heard that uh, there's rumors of Jason Kidd coming to the Lakers for Andrew Bynum. What do you think about that? Kobe, in asshole fashion. Jason Kidd? Oh, hold on, let me try to do my Kobe voice. Jason Kidd? For Andrew Bynum? Trade his ass. Trade his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That was a pretty good Kobe impression, dog. Yo, instantly when he said trade his ass twice, as if the camera wasn't rolling, I'm like, dog, you are going to kill this man's confidence, one. Then on, on, on top of that, 
we ain't getting Jason Kidd. <laughs> so you still got to play with this man. Now, at that point, people may not know, but Andrew Bynum was kind of trash. I mean, it wasn't really panning out. We hyped it up a little bit more because he dunked on Shaq, but that was about as many highlights as we was getting. He still had to learn how to hoop. He didn't become like Andrew Bynum, the best center for about one season in the league um, that he became later on in his career with hella post moves. Um, he he was a phenomenal big man. He bloomed into one, but man, Kobe ate him ate him up, trade his ass. I'll bring up next my favorite. Um, you can tell me after this one, but my favorite Kobe sneaker would probably have to be the Kobe fives. Oh, bro, I thought you were about to say something else. All right, go for it. Nah, the Kobe fives, bro. Um, what I fell upon. All purple, all Ooh, purple. Um, you nasty. I, we used to hoop. I used to hoop in them. Those I are the know. ones I used to hoop in. That was my favorite shoe. I had no idea the Kobe Five at that point. Um, for those who ain't sneakerheads, some shoes you just don't hoop in yet. Mm-hmm. At least not when you came up like how we did, where any quality shoe is like only for like flex purposes. Um, only if you stepping exactly, you stepping out. It, you ain't hooping in these. I got bold enough to get a pair of those shoes. This was back when when Kobe's were going for 120, I believe. And 120 in undergrad is a lot of money. <laughs> that financial <laughs> money, bro. Bro, you you know how many oodles or noodles I could have got? <laughs> I ain't eat for a week, you dig? <laughs> like I was eating off with, I was eating off of roomies for a minute. <laughs> But man, I saved up. I remember saving up for that shoe because it was sitting. Kobe's weren't selling out like crazy like mm-hmm. that. They were sitting. And well, I remember, after that um, shoe, they started selling out because that's, I think that yeah, was the first yeah. time that they made them low cut like that. I think that's when you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, 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 four, okay. the four. The four was the first one. Yeah, oh, the four was, was the first the one. one. Yeah, when he was saying that. Yeah, soccer, but the, soccer athletes played. But the five was the sexy. The five was when the Bruce Lee colorway came out, it oh, was yeah. when the uh, Joker colorway came out. Um, I had got a pair of jokers for a birthday gift, but I had never spent my own money. And I got these purple joints before I got the birthday gift. So when I, when I had these on, you got to believe that's why I used to always be trying to go way too hard in the paint. Cause first of all, I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> Second of all, them shoes were so comfortable and so cold. Um, I might even have to post uh, a, a picture. Matter of fact, I wore those shoes when we played. I think when we played in the frat tourney, I'm not sure. No, nah, I wore I wore some J's in that one, some um, some tens. Oh, well, but <laughs> some eight. No, no, no. These, no, these, no. I wore I wore those J's. I wore that. Man, those things were donezo. First of all, them 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 shits did not fit. Uh, my homeboy had a connect at Foot Locker, and he got me a pair for the free ski. Um, but the free ski didn't mean my size ski. <laughs> so they, they were like a half. They were like a, a half or a whole size short. But duh, like I was never going to wear them eights. It was the gray, white, and orange one. Who's rocking those? Like, man, I took the soul out of them moles, put them bad boys on, and went off. Like, And that might have been the last day I wore them things. I had bunions so rough on my feet though that was like the dumbest thing i probably ever could have done see and that's like, why never again that's why my favorite ones were actually the the kobe sixes those were the so yeah fully admitted i only cold. hold like i only own three pairs of kobe's and all three of them were kobe sixes because 
that black and gold with the snake print on it or whatever that yeah, type of print was, was cool. I wore those to, first of all, I wore it on like a date. And then I was like, man, these too comfortable. I got to run in these. I got to work out. Well, you wore them on a date? I wore them on a date thinking I was stunning. Them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> them shoes was so comfortable. Uh, man, I swear I played basketball in them. I I wore them for so long that when I bought the second pair of sixes, I was like, all right, these going to be my cut grass shoes. And I hate that I did that to my Kobe's, but I was cutting grass in them. They were so comfortable. I love those sixes. You to this you day. To this day, I will I will forever look at the Kobe Sixers as the best pair of shoes that I've ever worn, except for some like Harachis. So, when is the first time you've ever seen Kobe play? Whether it be on television, if it, if that was a great memory, or if it was in person that you remember? I'm gonna go with the first time I saw him in person because I got a story afterwards. So, okay, um, first time I saw him in person was actually at the Amway Center. Um, I think they had just played the Magic for some. I can't remember what game. Was that with me? What? Was that the game I went with you? No, what? no, 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 no. This was before you. Um, you cheating. I know, my bad, though. You um, conniving, <laughs> low down, dirty, ooh. So that game, I go and watch Kobe play live. And it was just a masterpiece. I think he dropped something like 32 points, no assists. Next day, I go out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You can't just <laughs> thirty-two points, no assist. Because <laughs> you know that was the, that was the Kobe stat line: thirty-two points, yeah, yeah, yeah. eleven rebounds. That was a that was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one assist was him throwing himself off the backboard. It was like, wait, they counted as a rebound, didn't they? Ring it up. <laughs> uh, next day, I go to to City Walk to go watch a movie. I don't know which. I think it was Fast. It was one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Tell me how I'm there. I get out the movie theater. I look around. I see Derek Fisher. I see Luke Walton. I see Devin George. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I about to meet Kobe in person? I was fangirling out. So much so that I watched all of them go into the bathroom. And I do not like to admit this because it really happened, but I had to do this. I'm like, Kobe in that bathroom. I got to go meet Kobe. I go oh, you're nasty. you nasty. <laughs> you nasty. I go into the bathroom and I literally pee right next to it. So it's a stall between me and Devin George. And I get so mad. And I'm like, man, Kobe ain't in here. Kobe wasn't at the movie theaters with him. What was I thinking? Of course he ain't at the movie with his teammates. He probably at home, icing his knees, getting ready to shoot some threes. I was so mad, man. But that was the first time I saw Kobe live. And I really thought I was going to see him the next day. But I didn't. I was so sad. I couldn't imagine being the other guy in the bathroom who was just trying to take a dump, <laughs> ran out during Fast and the Furious. This was probably when uh, Bow Wow uh, decided he wanted he wanted to drift. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a bad movie. I need to look up what game that was. What? Yo, and he's in there taking the ill, the ill deuce. <laughs> and, and here comes Mr. Six Points a Game, Devin George. <laughs> I'll, and he venting about why Kobe didn't respond to the text message. I was really hoping I was going to get some and, tea or something. Right, right. <laughs> and then his, he comes in this guy, and he they think you're going to get an autograph. And you're you just in there pissing and waiting for waiting Kobe, for Kobe. To come in. 
I think I saw Lamar Odom washing his hands too, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm get Lamar Odom's uh, autograph oh, at least, but I ain't, I'm not asking <laughs> Devin George for an autograph. What I look like? I would say, damn, <laughs> that's better. You won. <laughs> no, no memory I have of Kobe um, is ever like that. Um, at what moment? <laughs> this might be the answer to that. I was gonna say, at what moment did you did you realize you might be a stand? <laughs> <laughs> the moment that I knew I was a stand was when I really tried to defend that Kobe makes his teammates better by not passing them the ball. <laughs> when I was, so <laughs> let me, let me preface this. When LeBron was with the Heat and they had the Heatles, as everybody that knows me knows, knows I hate Miami fans. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that. And that's, that's when you became my dog then. That's when I knew I had a rider. Cause we went through it, but we had some battles in chapter for that. We went through it. Man, Miami fans. Look, man, I love the Miami Heat. I love Spolstra. I love what Pat Riley stands for. I think that is a great franchise. And I think for them to be such a great franchise, the Miami fans suck. So, yeah. I knew the I was. The fake ones, not the real ones. Not the, not the not real yet. ones. If you, yeah. if, you, if you was down and you know, you know your Donis is your man and you've been rocking with the Heat from day one, I'm with you. But if you're the one that was not rocking with the Heat until LeBron came, and when LeBron left, you still can't tell me who the starting five are, I'm talking to you. Yeah. But yeah. I knew I was a stand when I really tried to argue <laughs> that LeBron <laughs> didn't make his players better oh, by passing them the ball, and that Kobe made his players better by not passing them the ball, because that would make them want to be better so that Kobe could trust them enough to throw him the ball. Man, I really, <laughs> really tried to make that argument. And then after a while, I was like, why am I hating on LeBron so much? LeBron, really good player. And he does give his teammates an opportunity. But then I watched Kobe just stare down his opponents and take that three with two hands in his face. And I'm just like, nah, give me Kobe all day, dog. <laughs> right, right. I, I'll say for me, man, it was a few moments. I can't even decide, so I'm gonna try to hot take them all. One moment was when I was trying. To, I found myself trying to bite on my damn jersey and realized that sweat tastes like ass. <laughs> yeah, how how Kobe could have been so long, bro? My breath stank afterwards. I have no idea. He had to be mad thirsty. I was never that thirsty <laughs> after the first couple of sips because I used to do it naturally on my own, but I never did it for drinking purposes. So when he was, when he dropped the gym, oh, I do this cause you know, I'd be thirsty and I want to quench my mouth. I'm like, oh damn, this must be a gym. Let me add this to the arsenal. Nerp. <laughs> it did not change my game. As a matter of fact, I made sure I brought extra Gatorade. That was just nasty. Uh, the second moment I knew I was, <laughs> was a stand when I got into a full out argument on Christmas day. <laughs> It was the year that we lost to the Heat on Christmas Day, I think. Uh-huh. The first year that Shaq, um, Shaq went down there and they like tore us up. Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to defend that honor, and I realized I was like, dog, it's Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why am I arguing? <laughs> yeah, my heart, heart was pounding, G. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest, the biggest moment, and and this is the best moment actually, because it, it it brought about um it brought about something great from it. Uh, the best moment was actually the day that I met you. Um, and that was when I walked in 
to I don't even know what the name of that place was called entirely. It don't exist. Um, no it was more. like a little. Oh, it don't. Okay. Yeah, I, I know where it's at, where it was at, but I just never knew what it was called. But um, I went into there. I remember we was I was chilling with Julio, and he was like, "Yo, come vibe with us at this little spot." You know, what I'm saying it's gonna be some um, it's gonna be some uh, some bros there. It's gonna be some some of the homies. It's gonna be some uh, ladies gonna be out there. You can meet some people. And this was when I was still kind of like a, like a freshman, freshman I think either freshman or sophomore year, one of those years. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but. I didn't know all of, I didn't know everybody who was there and we was going to watch a game, but it wasn't supposed to be that serious. And at that point, the Lakers weren't really doing much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I come in the room with a full on big purple shirt saying Kobe and Kobe and, and Kobe, Kobe and, and Kobe. Kobe. Oh, <laughs> and I and I remember, I remember walking in, and as soon as I walked in, he was like, "Yo!" <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know. It. I was like, "I don't know who he is," but he the only one who didn't roll his eyes when he saw that shirt because that room was filled with Heat and fake Heat fans at that time. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there, and man, that was a good moment. But that was when I knew I was a stand. I was like, "I did." I remember going on eBay, feeling so excited to buy this little shirt. <laughs> That shirt, that shirt, like it was like seventeen ninety nine, dog. And you know how long I wrote that shirt out. Matter of fact, I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely gonna post a picture of me with that shirt working on a film set because I had that shirt. And it was way too small. <laughs> so that that shirt will be popping up in the pod. All right, so let me ask you a question then. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, eight or twenty four. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is, this is, this is hard. This is the hardest probably because um, I grew up so much with them and I remember all the parts of them. I remember the flash of eight. I remember the uh, aggression of eight. I remember the excellence of eight too, the, the clutch moments. Um, and then with 24, I remember the skill. I remember the leadership um, and I remember the will. He did some things I probably never thought he would have done in 24, but I think I'm gonna roll eight uh. because it's something about that brashness that he really just didn't care. Uh, he he just was playing the game how it was played, how we all were playing it at the time. We all wanted to be MJ, we all wanted to be Kobe, we all wanted to be AI, and and he had that swag, that sauce, that that persona, and he had the fro. Now I don't know what happened. I don't know if he sacrificed for skill because his his hairline went way back, faded back just as far as him, bro. Bro, bro I was like, oh, let's go ball, dog. <laughs> just go ball. You don't even you don't even have a fade no more. You gotta, eh. <laughs> you know, it, it was. But that number eight, man, that brought up so many memories. It made me so excited. Um, it was such a a, a great time. And uh, it was just really something that I, uh, I was just happy to be a part of, to be honest, to see him grow up and to have those young memories and to see him airball those four airball shots in the playoffs and to see him bloom from that. That really was like, I think that was something that I always look forward to uh, forever after that. What about you, man? Man, uh, even though the Jesus Shuttleworth role was meant for Kobe in the number eight, and that movie would have been so much better with Kobe in it. 
I gotta stick with 24 because 24 was the first time that I watched the NBA and I got feelings. I mean, 24 gave me the two free throws with a torn Achilles, man. There is nothing eight did that is harder than walking up on your own accord with no assistance, pulling up and making those two free throws and walking off on your own with a torn Achilles. Oh, my God. That is movies can't even write a script that good. Um, and 24 gave me that. 24 gave me the last game just dropping more points than I thought could possibly be coming out of him and just topping what Shaq asked him to do. 24 gave me some of the greatest memories. And even though number eight made me excited for basketball, 24 made me appreciate the NBA that during this pandemic, man, I wish Kobe was here to come back and finish because bubble Kobe would have been a different beast and nobody would have been ready for it. And and I really do appreciate that 24 um, laid it out on the line for us and uh, gave us his greatest moments. Yeah, but I ain't going to hold you too long. I just wanted uh, the people to hear from two, two fans of Kobe um, who love him, who miss him, um, who wish he was here right now to see our Lakers uh, doing what he knew we would do. And hopefully a championship comes out of it. If not, it's been a great run, but we're going to get that championship. Um, and and just to thank him and to let him know that we appreciate him. And again, we wish he was here. I miss you, bro. Um, thank you for all the memories, the good, the bad, the times where I, I damn near had to come to blows trying to defend you. <laughs> the good, the bad, the uh, Smush Parkers, bro. Oh, yeah, Spanish actor came know. out. The Smush Parkers. Oof. The, the, <laughs> people calling me on the court, calling me Kobe. I don't know if that was a diss or if that was a <laughs> acknowledgement, <laughs> but uh, man, that, that was I diss. really just appreciate. <laughs> you yeah, ain't passed the ball, bro. Enough. I play with you. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. All right. All right, people. We're going to get on out of here. You know what I'm saying? This was another episode of the Torgy and Drape show <laughs> with, with Eddie Teddy, uh, and he will not be back. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, brother. You, you got to want to say anything to the people? Nah, I appreciate you, you having me on, and... Uh... Lakers in six. Let's go. All right. Bet. Peace. Peace.